BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Countdown to kickoff is on. NFL preseason resumes tomorrow night. We had the Hall of Fame game, but now it gets going uh, for real. Uh, But let's uh, get caught up to date with uh, the baseball uh, board here. The Los Angeles Dodgers win again. What a shock. Where are all the uh, the Dodger bashers, all the Johnny Jackasses out there complaining all the time? Uh, Dodgers, oh, they're so they basically win and they crush teams every night and people don't say anything. You know, people only talk when the Dodgers lose. The Dodgers can go like, you know, win 12 in a row, they'll lose one game, and then people, oh, the Dodgers, oh, their bullpen's going to be a problem in the playoffs for them. Yeah, worry about your own problems. <laughs> We're, right now, nobody on the Los Angeles Dodgers has a problem, right? Uh, it's funny how others, others project problems. Oh, they're going to have a problem with this. Worry about your own problems in your life and not their problems. They don't have any problems right now. In fact, Joey Gallo hit a pinch, uh, pinch hit home run uh, tonight. He says, it's been a while since I heard people uh, chanting for me, so I'm pretty excited about that. So the Dodgers haven't lost since they got Gallo. How many times did the Yankees won? Like once or something? <laughs> funny how that works huh but he goes from the yankees where he sucks to the dodgers where suddenly he's good fired up uh, for the playoffs but there's no guarantee the dodgers win the world series you know whatever like it's you know you're playing against good teams everything just sort of evens itself out in the playoffs the dodgers have put themselves in the best position possible with the team that they have right you need luck you need to you need health Look at last year. Like, they, they lost Max Muncy on the last day of the year. Like, that really was not good for them. <laughs> Max Muncy's struggling this year, but um, he was really good last year. And losing him on the last game of the year was brutal. So, stuff like that, they don't have to worry about the same, you know, stress as they did last year uh, when they had San Francisco winning every freaking night uh, like, like they did. All right, but as far as the preseason is concerned tomorrow, uh, I got to tell you, in past years – in past years, the last couple of years, I've been I've been staying away from Saquon Barkley, 
right? Like from 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 a um, from a fantasy perspective. But as far as the New York Giants camp is concerned, uh, I don't know if you're seeing like uh, you know paying attention to this, but Saquon Barkley's like running people over. He's in he's in great shape right now. He's playing for for money as well, right? This is it. People, man, I'm telling you what, guys. I've seen, and I can't tell you I've seen every grade. I never saw Muhammad Ali live. I didn't see Muhammad Ali box live. And I've seen LeBron. I saw Jordan. I've seen, you know what I mean, like Wayne Gretzky. I got to tell you, but Saquon Barkley, what healthy. He is like Barry Sanders. It's like he's that good when he's on the field. It's level three, the late night anger management class. This is Fortridge. I am Renzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustle, and everybody else in between for people asking in the chat if it's my birthday. It was, it was August the 10th, so it's no longer my birthday. You're too late. But we appreciate the kind wishes. Uh, but yeah, it was our birthday on August the 10th. We share a birthday with uh, Kyrie uh, Jenner. And uh, Kylie, is it Kyrie or Kylie? I don't even know how many of them are there. One of the Jenners. One, one, of, one, of, the, one of the Jenners. Is there a Kyrie or is it Kylie? I don't even know. Like, I'd be on like a TV talk show like or a, um, a game show, and it would be a pretty simple question. Name the Kardashians. <laughs> I know the Kardashian ones. You got Kim, Chloe, and uh, the other one. It doesn't really do anything. What's the other one? I see. I don't know their names. You got Kim. Basically, Kim's the successful one, and then you got the other ones, right? You got Chloe, who's an NBA, um, an NBA fan. <laughs> She's a professional NBA fan, and uh, you got the other one that I don't know her name. Courtney. I think she's married to the dude in Blink One Eighty Two or something. Then you get into the Jenners. I don't, I, I don't know. But I know it's one of their birthdays today. And it's John Morant's birthday. It was John Morant's birthday. Because previously, I only shared a birthday with, like, Antonio Banderas. But uh, now you've got young celebrities. So happy birthday to John Morant, a day short. And Jenner, you don't need my birthday wishes. Your life's good enough. Your, your life's good enough. So Dodgers get it done. San Diego gets it done earlier in the day, and I tell you what, they needed this uh, baseball. Uh, man, what a baseball season it's been. What a series it was with the Yankees and the Mariners. And remember, we were talking about it all week, about how we had the Mariners in the series at plus 115. Man, they actually found a way. They were down 3-1 late in this baseball game today. They found a way. As far as the National League um, wildcard standings updated uh, right now, the Atlanta Braves are in, plus four. Philadelphia Phillies up one. San Diego hanging on to the final spot right now up one game on the brew crew san francisco we're done seven and a half games back the american league is loco right now el pollo loco you've got toronto they're only up to seattle are up a game and a half tampa and baltimore are tied the twins are a half game back and the white Sox are two and a half back let's do this thing the late night anger match for class continues this is sports rage bring it SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. Man, the New York Mets, these guys 15 and two in their last 17 games. These guys rolling. Uh, right now, late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustler, with everybody else in between. Justin Fields, Chicago Bear quarterback, says, I'm throwing to guys who wouldn't have made the sixth string at Ohio State. That's the biggest adjustment with playing with the Chicago Bears. Um, he didn't actually say that. That's courtesy of Ballsack Sports. Um, but. You know what? He might as well have. <laughs> this is one of these deals. Normally, I don't like the fake quotes and the fake stuff, but Balsack have made a, uh, they've carved a little niche uh, for themselves. I've fallen for it a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. But I'm looking on Twitter and I see, what the hell did this guy say? You know, like the other, like last week, uh, there was a thing with Robert Kraft with after Deshaun Watson. I find it disgraceful that he only got six games. Like, hey, do you really think Robert Kraft's going to say that? <laughs> and you really think Justin Fields is going to say that? But people have fallen for it. Like, people have fallen for it. Like, um, TV shows have done entire segments. TV shows have done entire segments on ball sack sports quotes that were made up. There was one, remember a couple of weeks ago, everybody fell for it? Like all the mainstream afternoon shows, they fell for it? I think Skip and uh, Skip and Shannon spent like an hour on it, uh, literally. Look, I fell for the fake Dodger hat last night with the Photoshop, but so did other people. Like, I don't know who did it. It was so well done, but we corrected ourselves a minute in. We're like, oh, no, no, Curry's not dumb enough to wear a Dodger hat. All right. Yeah, there was the one that John Morant, remember it was John Morant that said that uh, Michael Jordan's not that good. <laughs> uh, you know, it was one of those, every, you know, Morant said, you know, Mike, everyone says Jordan's so great. He, you know, he didn't play against great players and whatever. It was this long thing that John Morant took a shot at Michael Jordan. And they actually went off, off on this guy. Like, oh, how dare he say this? <laughs> like all this. <laughs> Morant thought it was funny. If you remember, Morant tweeted about it, like, just laughing emojis, like, saying, bro, I never said that. Like, it's made up, man. Right? So, I actually like this. I'm throwing the guys who wouldn't made six-string at Ohio State, and that's the biggest adjustment. What's funny about this is last year, Urban Meyer actually said this for real <laughs> to his Jacksonville Jaguar assistant coaches. He did tell them this, which I actually thought was funny. Um... 
That's the one thing I hate to admit. Like, Urban Meyer is a great college coach. Number one, he's a great college coach. Number two, he's not a very nice guy. Number three, not very nice guys usually are pretty funny. And I got to, you know, I got to be honest. Some of Urban Meyer's tirades that, you know, you heard about after, the the things that he said to people, I can't help but laugh. But, yeah, he once told, like, all the room of assistant coaches that, I had a better effing staff at Ohio State than you guys. And he walked out of the room. <laughs> Which he probably did, to be honest. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, this is a made-up quote, but if, if this could be true. I'm not one of these people that ever says, oh, a college team could beat an NFL team. But the thing is, some college teams do have better skill position players. Like, there's no disputing it. You're going to tell me that Ohio, the Ohio State Buckeye wide receivers – are better than the bear wide receivers. I'll own it. You put in a clip, Matthias, and it'll run for a week or whatever, and people can, oh, ha, ha, whatever. I'll own that. The Ohio State receivers are better. <laughs> they are. Their running back is probably better. You know, it's funny. As you say this, I see that go for the two. Mr. Joe Lisi, Sports Grid Zone. Seems like he's been ball sacked, Gabe. He just. Oh, is he falling for this? Is he bitching about it? (laughs) Unreal. Unreal, Carver. I'm not sure if he's falling for it, Gabe, but I think he is. He is. That's cold. He's been. Because Carver just retweeted (laughs) something I tweeted about half an hour ago. So I'm telling you, people. Listen, I've done it. I've done it. All right? But the thing is, I'm smart enough to take a step back and always double check. Right? I've see, I see, I'm like, what the hell did this guy say? And I'm like, oh, no, no, it's not real, man. Like, you know what I mean? But Balsack, like I said, Balsack is making a career out of fooling people. I can't, I can't, I don't understand how somebody could fall. Can you that. believe, though, that Le- Lisey's tweeted about this as I'm talking about this, saying it's not? Uh, I thought you stole it from him. I literally thought, like, you know what? He must have seen it. I thought you saw that. No. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I, I don't take anything from anybody. <laughs> I only, uh, I'm a leader, not a follower. Uh, no, I just saw this, and the first thing I started laughing, and I knew right away, I was like, there's no way in hell he would say this, right? Like, so, but I say ball sack sports. Uh, uh, here, let's see. Uh, let me read. Let's read the thread here uh, about people. So, someone first, first, first thing we see here, responding to Balsack Sports. Did he really say that? That's like responding to the Onion and asking them, "Is this true?" <laughs> or like asking a cable news network, "Is this really true?" Or are you making this up? Uh, I like what this guy says. I mean, it's probably not that far from the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, let's just be real. This one. There's not even a blue check mark next to Ballsack Sports. There's a black Twitter bird. <laughs> that's even a Yeah, like that's a good... No, dude, Ballsack people. Over your head. Dude, like there are some in the sports media that were complaining, saying that they need to be like uh, as fake news, like they shouldn't be allowed. It's like, no, they're allowed to do this. Right, like they're making jokes, like it's 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 satire. It's the best stuff. It's yeah, like I don't like you. I mean, like it's not fake news exactly. Like they're telling you, our name is Ballsack Sports. Yeah, like it's Ballsack Sports. Like they. (laughs) 
shame, shame on us for falling for it. Shame on you for falling for it. You know, we should know this stuff by now. It's like some, that's like somebody trying to scam you. Hey, whoa, whoa! I didn't fall for it. Don't say shame oh, on no, me. You didn't fall for I, it. I, I'm the one that just telling people not to. <laughs> oh, I'm telling the audience. You know, telling everybody because how many people have been caught with some of this stuff? Uh, who's the other guy? On Fox Sports One. What's the other guy's Jim name? Bayless. Barry. What's the Barry's guy name on Twitter here? I got to make me get his name. He's the same thing. He's he's a sat, satirist. What's the guy's name? Is it Barry? What's his name? Somebody in the chat might know. Is it Barry? Barry Sports? What's the Barry guy's name? Is it Barry? I'm close. He's the same thing. He's got like outlandish quotes and stuff like that, but it's nah, he's actually good at it and he's respected at it. What's the guy's name? Come on, somebody help me out on this. I'm going to have to find him myself. I'm looking on Twitter right now. I don't see him tweeting. He's got to be around here somewhere. And look, Ballsack Sports, they got up to 197,000 followers right now. <laughs> um, it's great, too. Like, they even tweet. You know what's the best, too? People fall for it. They're pinned tweet. So a pinned tweet means it's on the, you know, anyone that goes to their Twitter sees right Today, we will focus on the dangers of misinformation in the media and stress the importance of media literacy. Social media and the Internet has enabled viewers to create and spread misinformation at record rates. Not everything you see on the Internet or social media is real. <laughs> they tell you. And then they go on to tell you, tell you a bunch of fake fake quotes. Uh, man, they're all over. Ball sack sports all over uh, Justin Fields. Bears quarterback Justin Fields is involved in a heated verbal altercation with three men following Wednesday's practice. Team security leader identified the men as the Bears wide receiving core. <laughs> as I stated, I stand by it. That's just too good. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> It's it's so properly worded to make you fall for it too, but it's just well, people you know, they you know, they keep it simple. Uh, uh, I don't know if you see the dude too, the guy with the beard, the redneck, the fake redneck guy. He does like the Trump videos and stuff. This is appalling. How dare you not uh, announce and give him an invitation before that you raided his house? And the thing is, like, he's like, you know, Eric had a flashlight and Don was flushing cocaine down the toilet. And people are like, he's right. Like, it's like, you know, he's making fun of you, right? You, are you like, you don't even know, huh? Like, well, you know, 14% of people think uh, chocolate milk comes from brown cows. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's uh, let's send it to the Pacific Northwest uh, right now. Obviously, we had uh, the game of the year in Major League uh, Baseball uh, last uh, night, but of course, countdown to kickoff is on. Let's talk some Seattle Mariner and Seattle Seahawk uh, football. Um, let's do this thing. Curtis Crabtree steps up and in Fox 13. Curtis, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you doing tonight? I'm good. How's it going? We're doing uh, good, Curtis. We're doing good. Now, listen, I'm all over the Seattle Mariners. So, you know, we were planning on talking Seahawk uh, football with you, but I'm all over the Mariners. I've got the win total. I've got them to make the playoffs. And I'll tell you what, man, that was the game of the year on Tuesday night uh, in Seattle. And it meant just so much more for Seattle to get that win than it did the Yankees. I think it could have been crushing if they didn't find a way to win that uh, baseball game. You know, when it goes, um, you know, when it goes that deep into the game, it's backbreaking when you don't win. But listen, we all know the, the Mariners haven't made the playoffs in 21 years. What's the excitement level right now in Seattle around the Mariners? It's starting to really pick up, and last night's game showed it as much as anything with you know fans throughout the ballpark standing for most of the last four or five innings of that game, really invested in the outcome of a baseball game, which really there hasn't been all that much reason to over the last 20 years. So um, I can't remember a nothing-nothing baseball game in the extra innings that I've been to that's been anywhere near as riveting as that one has been um, through my time covering the team and being around it. Uh, usually those games come because the offense is just so unique and can't get anything going, and it's just an utter drain to watch. That was not the case last night. The pitching matchup from both sides was fantastic last night. My God, is Luis Castillo good. Um, the Mariners really got a nice nice arm in that trade at the deadline to bring him over here to be the ace of the rotation the rest of the way. And if that's what he's going to give them, my goodness, does that change kind of the way their, you know, every fifth day looks at the top of the order coming through. So that was a, a fantastic game, fantastic win for them, and keep them rolling along to break that uh, playoff drought. You know, I'll tell you what as well. If I'm the New York Yankees, I don't want to face Castillo in the playoffs. It's been proven right now. That's three times in the last month that you've been shut down by them. It's funny. I tweeted out earlier in the day. I said, where are all the uh, the baseball experts that were ripping the Mariners for overpaying uh, for Castillo, right? And I get it. You can't judge. You can't judge trades. You can't judge drafts for a couple of years. But he's, you know, you can because he's had such a massive impact already on this baseball team. All right. So expectations are sky high right now everybody's in love with the Mariners it's not the case <laughs> it's not the case uh, with the Seahawks nationally people don't expect much from the Seahawks odds makers have the win total at five and a half I'm always you know I always proceed with caution when I'm analyzing what's going on at a camp and especially when I'm not standing on the sidelines at the camp but from what I feel actually it's been a pretty like um, you know players are running hard tackling hard playing hard um, it's it's been a pretty intense camp, actually, and I don't think the Seattle Seahawks players feel that they're as bad as everybody else projects them to be. Are they? What's your take? Are expectations too low on this football team? How do you feel about the team coming into the year? 
I, I think at the end of the day, Pete Carroll's a really good football coach, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. This is going to be a competitive football team. Um, you know, I think I think they're probably going to win around seven games out of pure stubbornness, if nothing else, just because Pete Carroll wants to prove so much that he can win with whoever at quarterback and um, show that Russell Wilson had some shortcomings that I don't know that Russell Wilson will ever want to admit to himself. And uh, I think that's some of what's driving, I know, Pete and you know, the rest of this team's not going to go into the season thinking, oh, we're, well, we're just bad, we're going to mail it in. That's not how they're going to go about it. So I think if absolutely everything went right for them, injuries didn't happen, you know, the right breaks across the league, they could win as much as nine games. I don't think that's realistic. They're probably like a seven-win team. Six, seven-win, eight-win team is probably the range that they're going to fall into, I think, at the end of the year. The running game, I think, is going to be really dynamic. If they're two rookie offensive tackles hit and are able to protect the quarterback and, and uh, push the the ground game well, that's going to benefit them quite a bit. And I think the defense might end up being really good, too. So, uh, I don't. this is not a barren closet for the Seahawks just because uh, Russell Wilson isn't here anymore, but they are not going to be that top echelon team this year, that's for sure. I'm, I'm a big Kenneth Walker fan, although I wasn't, because I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan, I wasn't when he was running for like 400 yards or whatever it was. And you know, man, Curtis, that was a hell of a defense at the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, had, right? So, And I know, listen, I know you know the Big Ten. So, you know, Kenneth Walker is a, is a great back. And one thing that you just dropped there, I remember last year, people were like, what the hell are you talking about? And I said, you know what? I said, the Seahawks offense is actually more efficient with Geno Smith running now than it was Russell Wilson you know Russell Wilson and I, and I never said that you know I'm never going to believe and so I'm not saying that oh Geno Smith is better than Russell Wilson but as you just talked about Pete Carroll thinking about some of his faults Russell Wilson never got rid of the damn ball bro right like a lot of the sacks were on him a lot of the chaos were on him I get it he was trying to make plays but when we saw Geno Smith was, was was you know under center the ball came out quicker right the ball comes out quicker he gets rid of the ball right away either shorter pass passes but to me I think Seattle can do a good job with Geno Smith getting the ball into their skill position players hands just a quick hit get it to deal get it to Metcalf boom get it to Lockett boom just get it out fast I think the offense can work this way did you see the same thing when you saw Geno Smith running the offense last year yes at times I mean Geno Smith holds the ball too long too but Russell still holds it longer um and there was a play in the Chicago game last year where they had a third and four at the eight with like eight minutes to go up a touchdown. All they needed was points to put that game away. Russell decided to run back into a 13-yard sack. It ends up in a missed field goal. Bears go down, get a touchdown. They lose the game on a two-point conversion. And it was like everything speaking to the disconnect between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson at that point. Because Pete's like, Russell's got to throw that in his hands. we got to get our field goal there. And, and Russell was like, I was trying to make a play. And it's like, well, you didn't have to. And, you know, Russell has his issues thrown over the middle of the field because he is short. He doesn't see that area of the field as much. He'll force things downfield a little too much, too. Last year, he was competing with, competing with Trevor Lawrence for among the worst completion percentage on third down of any quarterback in the league. He was sub-50% on third down for a good chunk of last season. And it wasn't just because of the injury. So Russell has some of his faults that are out there. Geno Smith is still a, you know, 
fringe starter at best. I don't know what they're going to get out of Drew Locke if they go that route either. I think there's more upside there, but there might be a lower floor as well. Um, so the quarterback position remains super interesting. But I think the base of the team around those guys will give them a chance to be pretty competitive. If the defense looks as good as it kind of seems like it could at times here in training camp, if the running game is there to support it with Rashad Penny and Ken Walker, then the quarterback position doesn't have to do everything. And that's the kind of football I think Pete Carroll has played throughout most of his career as a coach, and I think he's totally comfortable doing that. I just want to stress, too, for people tuning in, oh, these guys ripping Russell Wilson. We're not ripping Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's an awesome We're quarterback, a great quarterback, exactly. I, I'm a big Russ fan. I really am. But but I've always thought, and I've said this in the past, man, and, you know, listen, you're around the team. We've heard the, we've heard the whispers, and I actually know people. I'm not going to pretend that I'm, you know, I've got some massive insight, but I actually do know people around Russ a bit, and we all know that he wanted out for the last couple of years, right? So guys even in the room say, yeah, man, he, he kind of checked out, and he was just kind of doing his own thing. And sometimes it's better just to sort of, you know, start start fresh right now. The only question I guess I have is I like what you said earlier about them winning seven games out of spite or so. Would it be better if they only won three games? You know what I mean? Is, is it worse that they, they get into that mid-purgatory of seven or eight this year with all those great quarterbacks in the draft next year? Well, because they have the draft pick capital that they got from the Russell Wilson trade, they'll be able to move to wherever the draft in the draft they need to to go get the quarterback they decide is their guy. Maybe they can't get to number one next year if there's a quarterback needy team up there like we would have seen last year with Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence and all that. Like, if that's the team that's in the number one spot, then you're not going to be able to get there. But there's supposed to be, what, five, six, seven quarterbacks that could all be first-round draft picks? They're yep. going to fall in love with one of them, and they can trade you know their extra first rounder they got to move wherever they need to to get the quarterback they, they feel is the guy. So, I mean, I guess in some regards, would it be better for them from a draft pick standpoint? Sure. But I think they want to have a base of a team built ready to go, like you saw with Russell Wilson in 2012, because that team was mostly built out, ready for a rookie quarterback to drop in, and the best asset in football is a good quarterback on a rookie contract. And if there's the structure around that guy to, to succeed right out of the get-go, you can get some extreme value out of that position through the years. They have to build up from like a really, really bad roster just to get the extra little bit of draft pick capital. I don't know if that's necessarily worth it. So there's a line to walk there. Sure, they don't. I don't think they want to win like nine games and miss the playoffs. Like you know, so I don't think that's the right necessary spot to land. But I don't think seven, six, seven, eight games would hurt them by any stretch, and it would actually kind of propel them in the next year if they come into camp and they're like, man, this rookie we got looks like he's going to be really good. Now there's some there's some real momentum for them to jump right back into things. Uh, we got about a minute and a half here, so I'll throw two quick questions at you. The pass rush was a problem last year. I know they got to, I know they've got to manufacture more pressure on the quarterback, but they feel good about that coming into the year. They think that they can. And what about the uh, what about the season opener? What about the uh, the preseason opener? Who's going to play? How much can we expect? You know, what, who are we going to see play on Saturday against the Steelers? much. He said Geno Smith's going to start. Obviously, Drew Locke will play. Beyond that, he's not going to mention a bunch. There's some injuries that it might keep guys like Jordan Brooks and Sidney Jones and some of those guys out. The rest of it, we're just he told us we'll have to wait and see on that. But the quarterbacks are playing, right? The quarterbacks will be playing. Geno and Drew, Drew will play. 
they have to. I mean, they, that's that's where yeah. the competition is going to be won. So this isn't, you know, save your starter for the first game of the season. They need to go figure out who their starter is. Hey, it was great uh, great talking uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, football with you. And I tell you what, I think you're bang on, man. I think you're bang on. I see it in, in that seven range. It's five and a half. I think people are over overestimating Seattle's demise a little bit uh, right now. Curtis, tra- Crabtree of uh, Fox 13 Seattle. Great stuff, uh, Curtis. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. No problem, guys. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Thanks, Mean Gene. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Oh, yeah. I'm just looking at my my pending plays uh, here. My pending plays. Got a couple of parlays uh, still rolling into that CFL game tomorrow night. We got NFL preseason uh, tomorrow as well. So uh, Ali Seem, uh, Felix uh, Felix Seem won today. Um, he's playing in his hometown, right, in Montreal. So it's a lifelong dream for him. He talked about that, a player to keep your eye on in this tournament. So we have him parlayed with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tomorrow. And I had a Dodger Bomber parlay that we gave you on Game Time Decisions tonight at minus 132. So that's that's good. So we're, we're set up shop here. I got to tell you, what we're doing right now, we were talking gambling strategy earlier. I am Gabriel Morency. We we're talking about it with Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano. Everybody's got a different approach. Whatever works for you, you go with. Peer pressure, no peer pressure, right? You know, if it's working for you, do it. Whatever, whatever it is. If it's not working for you, take a step back and swallow your pride and realize it's not working and, you know, take a different approach. But one thing that I've been doing, and it's very unlike, you know, I wouldn't have done this years ago and stuff, but I've been getting better at it. And I'm building a portfolio, essentially. I'm building a portfolio, and especially now with, with the future season here, so basically, you know, whatever you make, you, you reinvest, essentially. Whatever, you, know, you, you handle like a business. So whatever you make, it goes right back into the company, right? And so a good example is I played $1,000 on the Chicago Bears two days ago. Bears under six and a half wins this season. And I've made back the $1,000 that I bet in the last two days. It took me two days to get back 
to so where I was right so I had basically this you know what I mean in much of my account see I'm much more uh, open than most people are people talk about units and stuff most people don't want to tell you their units they'll tell you I bet there's for your units because they don't really want to say yeah, I'm betting 20 bucks <laughs> right? I'm betting 50 or, or, or whatever but I'm pretty open with this stuff we don't tell you everything about our lives <laughs> right but uh, no we're pretty open with this stuff and um, so it's pretty good so, because a lot of times you'd be like, man, I don't want to bet a thousand dollars for something. I'm not, you know what I mean? I just made a thousand dollars betting in two days on sports. You know, you want the thousand dollars, right? But the way I looked at it, I was like, all right, I'm going to put this dime in on the Bears right now. And, all right, I just went from 2,600 to 1,600 in my account. Well, now I'm back up to past over 2,600, and I have a thousand dollar bear bet that's already been made. So now now I look to do it again, right? And you just sort of build it up. And the next thing you know, you're like, damn, man, I've got quite a few futures in play here, right? I've got, I've got you know, nice investments going on here. Sort of just sort of, you know, building the portfolio, but we've got to be selective with it, right? You got to be selective with it. There's nothing worse than losing a bet at any time, but losing a future is frustrating because you're putting your money up and, you know, you, you have a chance to study this and get it right. Like most games, you have a day or two or a couple hours with the point spread or a week, right? With futures, you have all summer, right? NBA, you know what I mean? Anything. You've got months to dissect the future. You know, you might miss a number here or there in a half game or a sense, but you can always sort of find it. But see, you know, you, you got to get it right. And then also, how big is your budget and your bankroll to begin with? Because you need money to bet with when the season starts. So you can't have all your money tied up in futures only. But I've become a big fan of future plays. You know, like I said, I have a big play on the Dodgers regular season win total. And I don't have to worry about the big numbers every night. I just play them every night anyway still. But, right? And when a team is so big favorites all the time, it wouldn't be easy to make thousands of dollars back betting on a baseball team every night. Yeah, like it sounds easy. Yeah, yeah. You get a bet like thousand a night. You get about five hundred a game on the on the team. Like you know what I mean? It's not easy to rack up profit betting baseball. Like, so you have to bet like real money. Futures is a good investment. I've said it before and I'll say it again though. And look, if you if you were able to essentially double your money, then you you are a Wall Street trader. If you're a Wall Street trader and you worked at like Goldman Sachs or Lehman Brothers or et cetera and one of the big uh, you know trading companies, you were you were an investor for them, and you doubled your portfolio in four months' time, you'd be on the cover of the Wall Street Journal. They'd be like, "Yeah, this is the kid that doubles people's money in four months, guaranteed." Right. Where companies, the companies make trillions of dollars, like giving you back. Oh, well, we made you four percent on your money this year, sir. Made you eight percent, right? You didn't lose, right? Most of the companies you do lose, right? Like if you, if I'm telling you, if you were a trader and you, you could, you know, you were known as the guy that I double your money in four months. The college football season's four months, right? It's quick. September, October, November, it's done. In December, right? It's it, it's done. It's three months, essentially, right? Four months with a championship and everything, right? But it's three months the regular season. Like a college football future, you're not waiting much. Season starts in September, and it's more drawn out now and stuff, like everything is in life and sports, right? But whatever. 
You know, like uh, you know, the, the Michigan Ohio State game used to be like the first Saturday, right? It was like November fifth or whatever. Now what is it? November twenty first. You know what I mean? In that range. Right? Everybody's sort of like the Super Bowl. I swear the Super Bowl is going to be in March one day. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it's all, they're always pushing the boundaries. Like they're, they're, trust me, they'll get there. They don't, when, when are they going to have an 18-game season? But base, baseball is a little bit different. Baseball is a little different. It's 162 games. You bet in the future. That's a long time to have, for them to have your money. But a good thing is, a lot of the modern books right now, you don't have to wait for the season to be played. Like, when the Dodgers get to 97, I'm going to get paid right away. I won't have to wait to the end of the season like the old days. Like, see, you know, the old Vegas prehistoric full season must be played. We'll get paid right away. Um, you, you know, so future plays, I think, are good for football. I think they give you an opportunity to win because they know you know you're, they're hang, you're, you're hanging on to the money. But I am a fan of the future market. But at the same point in time, you've got to be uh, you know you've got to get it right. You've got to be selective. So so far, and I like some teams, but it's like you know it's sort of like I asked Babano. All right, so the idea, really like it, or you know what I mean? I get it. I don't mind spraying the board sometimes, but when I'm playing futures, it's like like I said the other night, it's not a one night stand. When you're when you're betting a future, you've got to be in love. Now you can fall out of love, I get it, but you've got to be in love, right? Like if I'm betting a future, I don't care what it is, I've got to love it. Uh, like I've got, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm willing to fight for it. Like if someone tells me I'm wrong, it's like all right, let's go. Sort of like I got into a whale capper a couple of years ago at the, at the seminar in Vegas. Well, I said, I'll take the Carolina Panthers over. What was it? Seven and a half. I said, I'll take the Panthers over seven and a half. And I, was, I went on for like 10, 15 minutes about why the Carolina Panthers would win. And the guy sitting next to me. And we're sitting on a stage in Vegas in front of a packed ballroom. And uh, he goes, I disagree. No, they're not going on. He goes on. I was really mad. I said, oh, you disagree, huh? So we ended up betting $500 on the spot. I said, all right, let's go. We had, so we, we shook hands. We bet $500. And the Carolina Panthers were 6-2. They were 6-2. He sent me a message telling me, great call. Great call. I should have I should have listened to you and you know your analyst your your breakdown was bang on. He goes, uh, I'll send you the money now. Right? And the Panthers were six and two. And I said to him, I said, Ah, oh, they're not there yet, LOL. And I said, Thanks, bro, they're not there yet, LOL. If you recall, the next game the Panthers played it was a Thursday nighter against the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? <laughs> Uh, this is probably about four years ago. Cam Newton was still there and stuff. Uh, like I said, the Panthers were six and two. They were cruising along. They were looking good. The win total was seven and a half. I was laughing, and I didn't just bet it with him. I bet a couple of thousand dollars on it as well uh, at the books and stuff. And um, if you recall, they lost like nine in a row. They got to six and two. And they lost like nine or ten in a row. Whatever it was. I don't think they won it. I, I think they won one more game. 
They did. They won once just to t- torture me. They got to seven. <laughs> they got. I remember the game. I don't know. Some people have like you know great memories for this stuff, football. But if you're tuning in, oh, you, know, you remember it was a Thursday night game. It was a pretty hype game. The Steelers were good. The Panthers were good. The Panthers were cruising along. They were six and two. It was a Thursday night football game. They went into Pittsburgh, and. Cam Newton got hurt. I think McCaffrey got hurt. Like, basically, everybody got hurt on Carolina. Like, it was one of those, like, oh, my God type of games. Right? It was like, like, they got murdered. Like, everybody got hurt on the Panthers, and it was like, wow. And then suddenly there were six and three, and then no one came back. Like, they, the, the wheels fell off. And I lost the bet. Cold world. Uh, Reed in our chat saying the Steelers won 55-21. Yeah, they were six and two. I think they lost. Like, I think they lost every game until the last game of the year. After that, it was like one of the biggest meltdowns in NFL history. For the record, I paid them. Paid them via the via PayPal. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was basically the end of Cam Newton with Carolina. It was like. Remember, he was really beat up, and, like, the refs were never calling penalties, and he was getting smoked all the time after the whistle and stuff. And it was like, come on, man. I know you don't like him, but you got to call a penalty, right? Like, Cam Newton got abused. That's They took years off his career. You could blame the refs. Even when Cam Newton was nice and giving balls to kids in the stands, remember the ref would steal the ball from him before he could do it and stuff? They always hated Cam Newton. They, Cam Newton got hit more late than any quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I'm not – it's just it's a fact. It's a fact. He got smoked so much after it plays, you know, helmet to helmet. They never called it. Like Tom Brady, you sneeze on the sideline, they call a flag. Cam Newton, you could run him over with a lawnmower. They wouldn't care. It's like, hey, you know what? We got him trapped under a tractor here, ref. Like, yeah, good for you, right? We're going to call a penalty on him. Um, Look at the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Look at that Super Bowl. They cheap shot at him. They smoked him, man. Talib smoked him in the head. They didn't call it. Like, they don't, you know what I mean? They, they abused Cam Newton, the referees in the league. They really did. But yeah, it's true. That was the end. That was the game. They were six and two. He was, he was already beat up. He was beat up, but he was getting by. And it was like, wow, this guy's tough. And he just couldn't take it anymore. And I remember, yeah. I remember, like, almost crying when he went down because I knew I was screwed. <laughs> I was like, who came in? Matt Moore or whoever? I was like, oh, my God, this is bad. Cam Newton's out for like three or four weeks, and then three or four weeks turned into the whatever. I think he was out for the year. Got to be careful. Got to be in love with it. And trust me, even if you're in love with something, it doesn't mean it'll love you back. So, so far, the only totals that were like, yeah, no, we're not playing around. I'm all in. Chicago Bears under six and a half. Miami Dolphins over eight and a half. Cleveland Browns under nine and a half. We've got a bunch of college win totals, but we're still working on our thesis. We'll release it when it's ready. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Oh, yeah. All right, we did a video, a CFL Best Bet video. Yet, um, I don't know why, there was some sort of issue with it. It wasn't on our end, but uh, I guess they're going to repost it on our Twitter tomorrow. But for the record, we're, we're laying the points with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tomorrow night. We're laying the points uh, with the Bombers, and uh, we're going over the number uh, as well, as far as the NFL preseason is concerned uh, tomorrow. Give me the New York Giants. Giants are coming to play tomorrow. The Patriots are still working things out. They've had a sloppy start uh, of camp. And uh, we're going to go with the uh, the New York Giants. As far as the Baltimore Ravens are concerned, obviously we're not getting in front of a team that has won 20 consecutive preseason football games. They have not lost a preseason game since 2015. Now, some people would say, well, you know what? They already broke the record, but um, whatever. They, they were winning games before there was a record, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? They didn't say, oh, you know what? Well, you know, when they were winning preseason games, it's just in their mentality. It's in their DNA, and they're tailor-made for this. They've got a great quarterback uh, rotation coming. I can't believe that Huntley and Hundley are on the same team. I've always confused the two of them, obviously, as well. <laughs> uh, it's Utah and uh, and UCLA, but we got um, you got a great quarterback rotation for a preseason game with these guys, and you got the kid Brown from the Ducks in Boston College who can run around as well uh, in the fourth quarter. Baltimore win, New York Giants win, Winnipeg Blue Bombers roll in the CFL game, and the CFL game goes over the number. And then Friday, and then into the weekend. It's going to be fun, actually, tomorrow night and then Friday. Just because, you know, we start talking about the preseason games, that means we're talking about all the teams. So our team-by-team breakdown continues. It was uh, great tonight with Seattle, with uh, Curtis Crabtree from Fox, uh, Fox News 13 in Seattle. Tomorrow, Teresa Walker joins us. We talk Tennessee Titan football. Team-by-team, we break them down. Follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage. Or don't. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 